keeping a home, opening a successful business. People, are you ready? Meet your personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee. Get ready for Leave on the Loose, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. You're a player. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Panic, panic, panic. This COVID-19 and coronavirus is just freaking everyone out. And we want to address it from the perspective of a landlord, from the perspective of a property investor that's buying. We want to address it from the perspective of someone that's constructing. So I'm sitting here right now with Dennis Valet, who is a trial attorney who practices real estate litigation. And Dennis is going to answer all these questions for me. I own property like you do, and I want to have some answers. So Dennis, before we start off, does coronavirus create any problems that a landlord should be acting on now, or should they wait until something happens in their property? They probably want to get ahead of it. You most likely want to be preemptive because waiting until something bad happens and then finding out what your obligations are, what your rights are, what you have to do, it's not the time to figure it out because then things are really happening too fast. You're not going to have enough time to hire a lawyer. You're not going to have enough time to figure out what you need to do. So Getting on it now is the best advice I would give. Well, you say get it on now. Like, what? How do you get on it now? Should you be like getting masks for everyone? What does getting on it now mean for a landlord? Well, you need a plan of action, and your plan of action is going to depend on whether you're looking at your lease or your business plan. In the end, it's all dollars and cents, right? So if you get sued by somebody, that's dollars. If you lose a tenant, that's dollars. We're looking to avoid losing dollars. So we have to look at our lease, see what our obligations are, see what our rights are, and then we also have to look at our business plan. We have to look at our cash flow, our tenants, what the market looks like. And we got to get ahead of any potential problems that might occur. So we want to avoid a lawsuit and we want to avoid losing a tenant. And we need a plan to avoid both those before they happen. You sold me on keeping the tenants and making money and avoiding a lawsuit. I hate both of those things, Dennis. But you keep referring to the lease. Is the lease the be-all and end-all or is it more about the law? Is there any laws I need to know about? Is there a COVID-19 law? What do I need to know? What is this lease thing? There's no laws that are overriding the leases right now. The lease is what's going to dictate your relationship with your tenants. Uh, it's possible that, you know, Department of Health in New York City, they might come out with some new regulations. They might force landlords to do things if they have the power to but do But right it. now, nothing. Nothing now. So if there is something, we're going to bring you back on and you'll tell us all about what's going on. But for right now, the be-all and end-all is a lease. And what I find, I don't know if you have any um, siblings like this, but my sister just got a trust and she was very proud about her trust. She told me how long her trust was and how smart her trust was. And I said to her, did you read the trust? And she said, oh no, the lawyer did. And how does she know it's smart? I don't know. She had lots of tabs she was showing me. So my question is, can you just relegate it to the lawyer? Could you say, hey, lawyer, you read the lease, or is there something you should do as a landlord? You have to tell the lawyer what to look for. Otherwise, how are they going to know what is the exposure you're worried about? So tell me what to look for. What should we look for? I'm a commercial landlord. I'm sitting here right now, and I'm saying, I'm going to go through my lease. Do I need to be concerned about, for example, if I have to shut down the place? What happens if I have an office building, Dennis? Let's, let's pretend this. I have an office building, and one of the tenants have a patron. The patron comes in. The patron turns out to have coronavirus. What should I, as the landlord of this office building, be knowing, and what should I be looking for? we got to use your common sense first. And your first reaction should be, I need to make sure this place is clean. I so, got to make, make sure nobody else is going to get infected. I don't want this affecting my bottom line. So when you think about, oh, we have to clean it, what's next? Well, whose obligation is it to clean this building? 
Well, I tenants? think it should be the tenants because why should I spend any money? How am I going to know the answer to this one? It depends on how much control you have in your lease. So you have to tell your, your attorney, I'm concerned about doing a deep clean. Whose responsibility is it to clean this if somebody comes down with coronavirus in my building? So step one is you're going to speak to your lawyer. You're going to say who's responsible to pay for this. And if the tenant's responsible, might you still advise the landlord to pay for it? Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to eat a little bit, take a haircut on yourself if it's best business practice. Um, only you can know what's the right situation for your building. Only you know whether you can take the uh, cost. If your tenant's hanging on by the uh, skinny hair of the chin, 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 then you're not going to make them pay the extra 500 bucks that's going to put them out of business because that makes no business sense for you. Completely agree. So let's assume you're going to undertake this cleaning. Can I just throw them all out? Can I say, all right, tenants, warning, warning, there's a coronavirus. Get out. Like, how do I do this? Like, how do I effectuate? I want to know. You said I need to look for who's responsible to pay, but can I just go in their unit and take charge? No, there's probably a provision in your lease that dictates when you're allowed to enter their unit, how much notice you have to give, uh, whether it's a, a right, whether you have to request it, whether they could tell you, you know, bugger off altogether. Where so, do you find that in the lease? Like leases have lots of pages. I'm not an attorney. I'm looking at a lease. How do I know what to even look for? Is there a heading? Is there something we should look for? There's usually a table of contents on commercial leases, and usually you'll look for the one that says uh, right of entry. Okay, that's so that's right the most common entry. way that it's labeled. And the notice thing you were saying too, yeah. right? So there's two components. One is, as you were saying, can you go in? And the second one is, how do you tell them that you're exercising your right? Yeah, usually the right entry is going to say you have to give notice according to the notice provision. Now you got to go hunting for that in the lease, but that's in the table of contents too. But just to back up, Dennis, let's assume I read this lease and let's assume that it's my responsibility to pay to clean this place. And let's assume that I have a right of entry and let's assume I conduct the notice provision. I imagine the tenants can't stay while I'm cleaning. No, they're not going to be there. So do they get a rent abatement? Do they not have to pay for that time? Are the tenants going to be saying to me, hey, you threw me out of this place while you're doing this deep cleaning. I'm seeing these schools like Spain shut down all their schools. Are we going to be shutting down the building for an extended period of time? And who's paying the rent and what's going on then? This is why it's actually it's, it's kind of fascinating because the, dig, the uh, further you dig, the more complicated it gets. Well, I'm and, digging. And you can just envision all these things that happen and they're spiraling out of control and one thing leads to the next and one thing leads to the next. So let's say all of a sudden you're cleaning and it's going to be a long process. Well, are you evicting these tenants? What if they really need this space? What if they're in the middle of producing a massive run of something that's really important for their manufacturing plant? And now you're saying, oh, we got to shut down for 48 hours. Yeah. Now, is there a rent abatement? That's going to be in the lease, but sometimes these rent abatements are only for things that are insured risk, insurable risk. Can you just risk. explain to everybody what a rent abatement is? So a rent abatement is a period that the tenant is not obligated to pay rent even though the lease calls for it. So let's say that the building went on fire and okay. it's going to take you a month to fix up the building. Well, they'd get a rent abatement for that month most likely because most leases put in there that if there's an insured risk and an occurrence that happens, there'll be a rent abatement. The tenant's not responsible for paying rent when they can't use the building. So the question is, coronavirus, is that going to be something in your lease that is going to trigger a rent abatement? Are you obligated to tell your tenant, you don't have to pay rent for the next week because I'm cleaning the building or I'm uh, shutting it down for a week? And beyond, you said a second ago, you were talking about manufacturing. I'm envisioning a big product that we're about to launch. And now we missed our deadlines the tenant. And now we're getting sued from all of the people we were supposed to deliver to. Is the landlord responsible for these consequential type issues? Well, whether you're responsible or not doesn't mean you're not going to get sued. That's the real danger here. So I don't want to get sued. How do I not get sued, Dennis? Tell me how to not get sued. When it hits the fan, you don't want your tenant blaming you. You don't want to be the reason that your tenant missed their contractual obligation or missed their deadline and now they're losing money. 
You want them to be pointing fingers everywhere else. So you want to get ahead of it by saying to the tenant, listen, if we have a problem with the coronavirus and our building has to shut down or I need to clean it or whatever it is, here's what I'm going to do. This is my plan. Are you okay with that? Let's collaborate. Collaborate. Let's make sure we're together on this so that we both agree that this is the best course of action. And then if we disagree, well, let's go look at the lease and let's see what it says and we'll resolve it that way. But I'd like to work one-on-one with you. Let's come up with a plan that works. So if I'm hearing you correctly, I think you said everyone could sue for everything and you can't stop the lawsuit. That's going to happen. Well, and then you said, but maybe you can stop the lawsuit. And you went to a business head, which I thought was very interesting. And you said, irrespective of what the lease says, irrespective of rights, and you should know your rights before this conversation. You got to know, you got to speak to your lawyer first, but you're saying your secondary thing is you're going to go have a communication with the tenants and say, here's our overarching plan because you want to shift the tenant's anger from you onto something else. Absolutely. You want to get them looking somewhere else. Whose fault is this? It's not my landlord's fault. They did everything they could. You know, they're actually the best landlord. I'm telling everybody else in the world, I had the best landlord. Here's what they did for me. They tried everything they could and it just didn't work out. So should this communication be with you just going to meet and shake your hands? I guess you don't want to shake hands without a glove on with this coronavirus. But are you wear a mask too? Are you going to go do this? Or are you going to send a letter? How do we do this? What's the best way to go forward? So all, all of my concerns are because I own property. And I'm saying to myself, how many of my tenants are going to give me drama? And I want no drama in my life, Dennis. So should I see my lawyer and have them help me write a letter? Should I go shake hands and say stuff? What should I do? Well, if shaking hands and saying things doesn't help you in a lawsuit, then what was the point, really? Yeah. Getting sued, and now it's not a defense. Well, I shook his hand. Well, can you prove it? Well, did you send notice according to your lease? Did you do everything you were required to do as an obligation under your lease? If you didn't do any of those things, then shaking his hands and you still get sued. Uh, that's tough noogies. So you need to see your lawyer. You need to know what is the things you have to do. Make sure you do everything that you have to do, and then go above and beyond that to make sure that in addition to your legal obligations, you're also meeting your business obligations with this partner of yours, your tenant. So what I'm hearing you say, though, is I'm hearing twofold. What I'm hearing, number one, is, yes, shaking hands might make them not want to sue you. But if they do sue you, that's not going to help getting the hearts and mind of the court, of the judge. You're going to want a paper for that as well. So maybe it's discretionary and you have to use your own decorum of what you're going to say, I think you're saying. But you really do need a writing that you're serving pursuant to the notice provision of a lease. And I want to say something myself because I think you you need to listen to me. We have so many clients that we help them write something and then they say just the opposite when they speak to people in person. They have recording devices on their cell phones. So you can't say other than what you're going to be writing in this notice in the first place, Dennis. It's imperative that they realize that these tenants are recording them. So I see no problem with going to talk to them, but you have to have a notice. And again, I want you to go over these issues one more time. I'm hearing that there's issues about rent abatement. Is that what you said? Yep. Rent abatement. Are you obligated to give it? Is it a good idea to give it even if you're not obligated? Are you talking about... Notice, notice. There's a notice provision. You can't just call them. You can't just write them. There's a there's a requirement, certified mail return receipt requested, something like that. What I'm hearing you say, though, is entry. Right. Usually you have to give notice to get entry, and most leases have a, an exclusive right of position for the, possession for the tenant. They're not going to just let you come in whenever you want. So usually the entry is predicated with notice, and your notice has to be to a specific person. you got to handle it. Dennis, I got to tell you, this is just too much for a lot of people. And what they need to do is they need to have a good lawyer. To get one, you should just call Dennis Valet at Liebet Law, 646-216-8009. Thanks. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? 
is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.